And welcome to one of the last few episodes of Dawn of the Harbinger. Uh, I know that we've been kind of off the air for a bit because we've had quite a few things going. Myself going back to school. Um, Max is doing stuff. I mean, everybody's been super, super busy. Yep. Max had to go back to school. Teach his heathens. Um, so we've been kind of relaxed. I know a lot of people have been asking what happened. You know, are y'all done? Are you going to do anything? I says, well, life kind of gets in the way sometimes. And we got to get things going. And there's like, what, conventions got in the way. Giant chickens ran through the neighborhood. And, you know, we just had to worry about that, too. So we just kind of had to get a bunch of things done. Um, so we are at some of the end parts of our story, which will lead to whether some of y'all live, some of y'all die, whether the Sith reign the galaxy or whether y'all become triumphant um that will all be decided and whether game will die that will be decided either this episode or the next episode because we're gonna be playing a little bit by ear and we're running a little late so we can't have a long episode um because it may go on to a bit but as we left off we're gonna let our amazing storyteller Gareth, aka my my adopted son, <laughs> and tell us all about it. Where did we leave off on our last episode? Uh oh, so um <clears throat> I was having a meeting with the boys on how we're gonna get this party started. <laughs> and then um we found the horrible shadowy monsters had uh, made it onto the planet. Um, but then we got some awesome knights of Udbanar as, as our allies as that a... came in their ships, and we have a bunch of uh, Jedi with us now, uh, which is great because uh, I feel like this would have gone much more poorly otherwise. Uh, and then the Sith showed up. Horrible shadow gribblies are on the planet. Uh... Oh wait, no. Actually, sorry. Something worse happened first. Um, <laughs> uh, Frizz uh, took me to the top of the tallest tower in the city, stabbed me and threw me off of it, and then the Harbinger showed up. So I'm uh, currently falling and in pain. And here, wait. We can just go right into it. Ah! <laughs> That's my that's my role playing. That's where we're at. <laughs> R.I.P. Headphone users. Um, anyone want to go around and tell what happened to their character or what's what's happening to them right now? Mostly falling. Mostly falling. Trying to get to Garrett. Trying to get back into the city because oh shit, this is happening. Yep. Uh. Mel is was communicating with the uh, Knights of Udbanar, her uh, adopted people who have trained her in their ways, uh, and she's been focused on helping them sort of settle into the space and deal with what they've described as a sort of trouble on the planet when the the assault began. So um, now she is also running to the defense of the uh, the people who have made their home here. There's like creepy finder chick 
that uh, that like they're here and then fainted. Yep. Okay. Um, keep going. I have to put a dog in their crate because they're barking too loud. But uh, keep going with what happened. Um, Jackie, I'm pretty sure needs to say something. Jackie may need to see multiple. Need to say multiple something. Mm-hmm. Multiple places. Oh, oh, is Jackie just frozen? Her? I think she's frozen. Oh no. <laughs> And we're here now. Do, 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 do. Uh, what did Gilbot do? I don't remember. My fear is that it isn't Gilbot who needs to tell us something. Indeed. What does Gilbot need to tell? Uh, Gilbot needs. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Stupid, freezing and dying. <laughs> Yeah, so Jackie is currently frozen. Uh, oh! Because, as is tradition... Jackie's frozen. <laughs> Jackie's frozen. Uh, do you remember what happened to Gilbot? <laughs> no, I don't. That's the reason why I needed Gilbot to do this. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're here now. <laughs> well, it says that she joined back, so... Um, I want to see... Uh, there she goes. I'm present and accounted for. Okay, we want to know what happened to Gilbot. What happened to Gilbot? <laughs> Gilbot was assisting. With what? Uh, so, um, Gilboy seems like he is uh, pretty self-sufficient. She was originally attempting to help him, but uh, he didn't need her anymore. If I recall correctly, I believe she was with Ga uh, Gareth. Um... Uh, Oh, because well, we went to the ship with the, the boys, uh, and you were helping, like, I think we were packing it up, or I, or unloading it or something, and then we were going to go do a thing, and then all the cis showed up, uh, and then I was kidnapped and thrown off a building. That didn't happen to Gilbot. Um. No, that, that, that second <laughs> part didn't. Uh, it's a bit stuck in my mind. At the moment, <laughs> I think Gilbot's just uh, processing a little bit of PTSD. <laughs> kind of an important character moment. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Uh, before we do anything, let's go ahead and get our force roll, so we can set that up. Bow, yeah. My apologies. I had to restart, and I don't have the website open. So take me just a moment here to get back up. No problem. Becca, you there? Um, Need a, a light side roll. Don't worry, I got you guys. Light side roll. It just take me a second to get on there. I got. Oh, I got Mel's got his. Garrus is. Oh. <laughs> hey. Guggy is all get out right now. So we're at two dark, one light, and what can Gan do? Uh, don't put Depends on what my computer will let me do. Problem is not responding. Yay! <laughs> no. 
Sounds like one of my cats. Do you have a cat named Chrome? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> All right. You now, since you gave me the idea. Okay, so right now, as we get back into the scene, um, Gareth is floating or falling, I guess you wanted to do as a correct term, um, down the side of a tower. Uh, everybody's in their perspective spots that they were saying. Um, let's just go round table. Becca, what are you doing? Uh, well, I'm trying to rush to uh, the... The spot that I was told the the wraith is, or the, the people that we're worried about, which I guess is toward the tower at this stage. Um, actually, you do hear multiple wraith sightings, not okay. just the one at the tower. You do hear multiple wraith sightings. So at this stage, Mel is probably just heading toward the the closest one. Okay, uh, just worried about protecting people. All right, Gil, what are you doing? Gilbot is worried about protecting herself. <laughs> so are you just hunkering down in cover and waiting? Yeah, um, she, she has a pretty good gun and some pretty good fists, but she doesn't want to uh, waste them right now. She wants to assess the situation. Okay, do you want to just hang out? Uh, Max, Gand, what are you doing? Uh, Gand is going to Gareth. Okay. Gareth, you want to uh, describe your uh, current predicament and uh, how you would approach your uh, yelling? <laughs> I don't I don't think there's much that Gareth is processing other than shit 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 as the ground is swiftly approaching Correct. getting closer and closer um yeah okay um y'all are sitting there and uh people that can see it you see Gareth is falling from this tower. He actually hits part of the tower as he goes down. And you can see that he grabs like his ribs as he's falling. Because it, it, it smacked really hard. Uh, and it's falling down. And he disappears from sight because of the other buildings around there. You can't see if he hit or not. So you see him. Then you don't see him because the other buildings around there obscure the view. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna head over? You're still gonna head over there? Yeah, I'm still heading over there. Okay. It's important. All right, you start running over. Uh, Mel, you are headed toward where you think there might be a, a wraith hanging out, um, mm -hmm. and you actually come upon a scene of a um, uh, an alien type creature. That you've seen before in its form. The black, misty, you know, look. Uh, the shadowy look and everything. And a blood red saber being thrown around and hit on different people. As you see civilians start falling from these saber hits. Uh, well, Mel's going to rush immediately to engage this being. Uh, drawing her own saber. Okay. Uh, you light up your saber, and as soon as that you know that familiar distinct hum hits, the wraith instantly flips over and looks at you and lights up. Make, you know, it's got that one saber and lights up a second one, and just is not like running towards you because it's not really any ground 
underneath it. It's just looks like it's floating, but you can tell it's moving at a very fast pace. All right. Lamel slows down, um, steps into her defensive stance, holds the saber two-handed directly in front of her, uh, holds her ground, calls out to the uh, to the wraith, and then um, makes to close the distance and strike. All right. Gil, what are you going to do at this point? You hear battle all around you. You hear a large scream that disappears into the night. I don't recognize that voice, right? Oh, you recognize the scream. That's Gareth. You've heard it before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I have many times. Uh, how, how... <laughs> if I were to assess the situation, would I be closer to Malikia or would I be closer to Gareth? Um, you're probably closer to Malikia than you are to Gareth. She's on the floor and he's falling. Yes. Um, okay, uh, if that's the case, then I'm going to uh, un- unstrap my blaster and uh rush towards her direction okay you rush off over there making way as quickly as you can uh gareth you run up and you hear gareth screaming and then no screaming as he disappears from view you keep making your way there or i, I assume you meant to say gand or gand i apologize <laughs> gand <laughs> yes going there because whoever killed gareth is still there on top of the building. Okay. Um, you eventually get there, and when you get there, you see Gareth kind of hovering over the ground, maybe like four or five feet above the ground, and you see this female Jedi, uh, Twi'lek, has kind of like got her hand extended and is straining, and all of a sudden, he's let down very carefully, and she's like, and then she like kind of looks over at him and goes, you all right? hurts so much. She kind of like, kind of like looks you over and stuff and reaches down and you can tell that she's got like one hand to her head and one hand on your body. Uh, Gand, you see this and you feel a slight glow and tingle. You've seen it before. Uh, Malokia's yeah. used the healing on you before. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you feel it. You're a little sore still, but you're definitely better. I can breathe properly yes. now. Yeah, without, you know, puncturing a <laughs> lung. Yeah. Something, something glow and tingle. Yeah. <laughs> and you see Gan no. come right around. The, you know, you see Gan looking at you, coming up to you. Your old friend threw me off a tower. Good. <laughs> Good. He got thrown off the tower. <laughs> We know where she is now. <laughs> Ever the optimist. <laughs> okay. Well, yep. Yep, we do. Uh huh. What are we going to do about that? Well, we could end this once and for all. We, we could. Yes. Uh, I uh, I have to get get over this falling off of a building bit first. Maybe we can fight her closer to ground level this time. But yeah, no, let's let's go deal with it. I I would like to throw her off a building. This one would assume she would have to come down at some point. (laughs) Well, I mean, 
Force magic knows no bounds, at least as far as I've seen so far, so sure. Okay, whatever. Let's just... Are we waiting or are we going and getting her? We're gonna wait. Because that way... We're meeting her on our terms. Oh, so we're making an ambush. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh, let's set up to ambush that door. Uh, you, with the lightsaber. Uh, or with the force powers, I guess. I'd She's already gone. Sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> never mind then. Mm. Thanks! <laughs> Jedi. Okay, All you... Right, well, yeah, I guess we're not going to barricade the door, but we'll stand here. Okay, you stand there. Let's, let's get behind some cover. Mm-hmm. There's got to be, since they've been bombing the city or whatever, there's got to be cover that has oh, yeah. appeared yeah. around this door. Uh, what kind of cover would you like? Would you like, you know, some really good hard cover or some light cover? And if you would like to do that, you're more than welcome to flip over one of your uh, light side points. That seems a little suspicious. <laughs> when the GM welcomes you to do something. <laughs> That's a bad sign. It's just, I don't see cover doing much against lightsabers, you know? Well, you, you have a point, Gareth. <laughs> okay. So y'all just go get behind like some walls. Side point though. Do what? I am going to flip a light side point though. Four. As Gan pulls out, if it will flip. Oh, it flipped twice. Oops. There you go. Uh, to pull out the thermal detonator that he tried to kill. Uh. Uh, everyone with the floor. Yeah, Frizz. That, w- that one was for Frizz. Uh, oh. and, and Turk. That was the fight with both of them, was it not? Yeah. That's right, yes. Yeah. Alright, great. Glad that this is happening. Uh, how far back do we have to stand for one of those things? Far enough. Aha. Okay. You set up... Jedi is my problem. <laughs> you get ready, and uh, Mel, you're sitting there, and you've got your saber, and you're meeting this uh, Sith or whatever it is. Uh oh. I think we had. Can you hear me? Uh, barely hear you. Okay, let me let me try. Oh, you can hear you. Maybe okay. just some feedback or whatever. Um, <laughs> everything in my computer just failed. <laughs> oh no. Uh you know uh yeah, it's not ideal. I'm uh I'm annoyed by it, not gonna lie. Can you hear us all? Oh and Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. We just don't have video on you, which is okay. I mean we're used to it. Jackie's here. <laughs> Your hair looks so good. <laughs> uh yeah. No, Alright, we got you back. Here. Um you sit there and you've got your saber, you've got it, you know holding it in both hands and rushing forward to meet this Sith. And mm-hmm. you come up and the Sith runs up to you with the sabers up in time of a diagonal pattern. Right. L- locks them together. 
and leaps at you. And when she comes down, um, it hits your saber and you get like four or five hits on your saber as she flips, hits you and flips back over you, lands down in a small crouching type pattern, and you can feel the ground start to shake. And she puts one hand on the ground in that standard superhero landing pose. Classic. And yep. you feel the ground start to shake underneath your feet. And you hear okay. a deep hiss rumble from this creature's mask as this saber is spinning above its head, uh, kind of providing like a barrier. Well, uh, Mel's definitely going to try to move as much as possible. Uh, from the area that she's at right now. Uh, she's a bit disconcerted by the whole notion that, um, you know, this this could be some kind of a force power she's not familiar with or some kind of a dangerous attack. So she's uh, just going to rush over to try to find cover. Okay. You, you find, I mean, this place has been bombarded. It's already been shot a bunch. So, I mean, you do have some rocks that you can kind of get behind. And you get behind, you like rush backwards, and all of a sudden, when the ground starts to shake, you can feel like pebbles and other, you know, debris is starting to lift up into the air around you. You can actually feel like your hair is starting to lift up around. And all of a sudden, you feel this strong, tingling energy coming from the air. And you can feel like the hair on your arm standing up, the hair on your head, and you leap back as you feel this even getting more intense and a large blast of energy comes straight down out of the sky onto your location. Oh. And then you flip backwards, hitting with debris and dirt and choking clouds as this blast hits and blows a hole in the ground. And across on the other side of this huge pit that has just appeared is that other that Sith and she stands up, pulls down the saber, turns it off, clicks it and bounces away behind her. Okay. Um, well, uh, Mel is going to do what she can to, uh, safely close the distance, trying to avoid the, uh, newly blasted area of intense debris. <laughs> okay. Uh, you come out from behind your cover, and of course you see this happening, and there's a good sizable hole, like, you know, maybe, you know, 50 feet um, wide, and probably about 10 feet deep. Uh, you can tell it was very concentrated and right in a particular area. Where it came from, you're not 100% sure, you just knew it came from above you. Okay, well, um, assuming this is some kind of planetary bombardment or planetary bombardment scale force power, uh, Mel is going to watch her step very, very carefully, um, trying to, uh, to, again, close the distance as quickly as possible as she can between her and the Sith. Assuming mm -hmm. that it's some kind of signal that she's sending out, either way, she's going to, uh, to try to, to finish her off and stop her assault. Okay. Um, you, kinda, you, can get a, you have to go around... The area, and it's not hard, it's just, there's just a big freaking hole there. Um, and you start moving around, and you see this uh, this 
Wraith is jumping around from building to building and climbing up and getting higher as she moves away from you. Uh, okay, well, um, Mel's not necessarily the best at, you know, jumping and leaping over tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> so she's going to take a step back and just sort of assess the situation, see if she can find a more um, effective tactical way to capture the, the distance between the two of them. Okay, uh, you you take a you stay, take a step back. Um, the wraith notices that you have stopped. And all of a sudden, Gilbot comes around the corner right by you. I am present and accounted for. And well, you you say, as soon as you say that, you feel the ground start to shake again. And you feel that, that static electricity start kind of going off around you again. Mm. I'm uh, not Gilbot, a very large fan of static quickly mm-hmm. move. Uh, Mel gestures aggressively and uh, runs towards some cover. Trying to pull Gilbot with her. Okay. You grab and you pull Gilbot, and all of a sudden, mere seconds later, another blast comes right on the ground. Do I get a better sense uh, seeing this blast of where the source of this energy is? Yeah, from a spaceship out in outer space. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> as if we didn't have enough going on down here. Mel um, turns to Gilbot. It, it seems that they're bombarding the planet. We should be. We should be on the lookout. Uh, we have to stop these wraiths. Uh, we have to help the people. And I, I don't know the best way to deal with a orbital bombardment strike. Fairly far away from my ship. And I don't know even if we got up there, if we could do anything to stop them. <laughs> Are there gill boys still in the atmosphere? There's everything still there. Uh, Gilbot uh, radios into Gilboy and uh, sends him her coordinates on the planet with an SOS symbol, assuming that he would pick up the fact that she is clearly being attacked by some type of vehicle above in the air. Uh, that's all she can do from there. It's a very short signal. Okay. Uh, signal goes off. Hopefully some Gil bombs are in the area that can maybe assess that. Uh are any of these wraiths near us at all? Not that you can tell. Mm. Malikia, I don't know if you heard the screaming before, but I think it was of Gond. No, sorry. I think it was of Gareth. He's either very excited or very traumatized. Either way, we should probably find out what's going on with him. Yes, hopefully he is excited. Uh, lead the way. Uh, she... Re- immediately starts going back to the direction she just came from to uh, <laughs> find Gareth there in Gand. Okay. Um, Frankly, I'm more afraid if he's excited than if he's terrified, but I can defeat anything that he's terrified of. I don't believe that I can deal with anything he's excited about. It might be cake. It's probably not cake. It might be probably cake. cake. Probably not cake. Is oh. the cake a lie? Probably not cake. <laughs> Um, okay, you uh, you start making your way there, and all of a sudden, uh, Gareth and uh, Gand, you notice that um, you feel like some weird, you know, things are striking around. Um, you notice that there is some strikes that have been hitting the planet, and you can tell that it's from an orbital bombardment. 
they're off in the distance a bit, but you definitely see it and feel it. Can we tell if they're targeting the cities or are they targeting just like around the cities? Uh, it's definitely within the city. Oh, great. Lovely. Perfect. Um. <clears throat> uh, can't say I've ever been in a planet while it's being bombarded before. Is there something we should be doing? When this is happening? Not getting zapped by the turbo lasers. Oh, good. Thankfully, well, that's the building they haven't been hitting. Why would that be? Oh. Yeah, I guess uh, they have a pretty big asset still in there, huh? Uh-huh. Alright. Alright. And I mean, like... They hit her and us. Probably worth it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> turbo laser down onto their leader of the race. That that's worth it. That's a fair trade. Hmm. Okay. Two non-force users for a force user. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they had to waste an orbital bombardment to kill us. That is a hell of a way to go. <laughs> Good day to die. Uh, Mel and uh, Gil, y'all arrive as you see uh, Gand and uh, Gareth all hiding behind some rubble. Talking and chit-chatting about... Gand hasn't activated the thermal detonator, but he's rolling it about in his hand. <laughs> Roll performance. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, like Steven Seagal playing with uh, C four. Mm. <laughs> Gilbot doesn't enjoy bodily harm and uh, makes sure that she keeps a healthy distance, but she does immediately recognize that from their encounter. Okay. You um you get there, you see them, and all of a sudden you start feeling this vibration. You start feeling the static electrical charge again. You too, this is the first time feeling it. But you can notice that like Mel's hair is starting to come on end. Gareth, your hair, the arm is starting to come on end. You start feeling this, you know, that static electricity feel. Uh, Gan makes a run for the building. Okay. I did know that. Okay. I, seeing two people running away, think that it's probably a good idea to also run away. <laughs> I believe a Mel has DC'd again? Oh, uh, no. Can you start? Uh, hmm? Yeah. Sorry. Yep. You, you, you're about to get hit by a normal bombardment shot. Oh, um, Mel is also going to move out of the way. Sorry. Got a little bit of trouble hearing right now. No worries. Did we pick the right building? <laughs> um, you get into the building, y'all go in and everything, and shortly after that, 
a blast hits right where y'all were standing. They're tracking Mel. They're tracking Mel. We we weren't being targeted until Mel, until Mel showed up. Uh, you're probably She's right. Important enough for an orbital bombardment to kill. <laughs> All right, but how are they tracking her? Like, is she bugged, or Sorry. are we just being watched by the horrible freaky monsters? I suggest a full body scan and orifice check. To climb. That sounds a little invasive. Uh, Mel is not interested in that particular approach. I can assure you that there's nothing technological on my person at all. Um, although it is very possible that the Sith are tracking by level of sensitivity of the force that I exhibit. Um, that would certainly be within their powers. Uh, while I'm here, I probably pose a risk to you. Or, if they're targeting you with orbital bombardment blasts, we can use that against them. Exactly. Carry on. So, uh, your old friend is in that building. In fact, just threw me off of it. See? I got another lightsaber scar! (laughs) Um, And uh, we'd very much like to deal with her. This one's not self-inflicted. This one is definitely not self-inflicted. In fact, it is on my back, I guess. <laughs> so, at least you weren't playing with one this time. Yeah. Look, it's not every day you get to f- play around with a lightsaber. Well, it was every day until she stabbed me in the back with it. But that's not the point. So, So, you're going to go over into that building, and we're going to see if they'll drop an orbital bombardment on that building. (laughs) Here you go, guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) Mel, go run around. That'll take out Frizz, which will get one uh, one half of the leadership down. Very well. Uh, I'm happy to uh, oblige in this particular task. Uh, Mel heads out to serve as bait. <laughs> okay. You uh, you run out, um, and you go out of the area, um, and everybody sits there and is waiting, and waiting. And waiting. And Mel, you start feeling the electrical discharge that we've been talking about. Okay. Um, at this stage, where is Mel in in terms of the uh, the area? Where is she close to? Um, it's yeah. just out and about. You're about by another building. Was it the building that Gareth got dropped off of, though? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Mel's gonna gonna head into the building and and up the interior structure. Okay. See if the sort of tingling sensation of bombardment follows her. Well, it's still there around you, and if you don't move shortly, you're gonna get hit. Oh yeah, she's she's running into the building and up the interior. 
how far up? Because up the interior is like 20 stories. Okay. Uh, let me get just a better sense of, of how this is. So is she kind of uh, just outside it feeling that tingling sensation and she's able to move in a distance to go inside? They'd have to like, I don't know, reacquire a target? Or is she functionally in the center of it kind of moving no distance if this was two-dimensional? Uh, if you... you Y'all were near the tower. You felt it near the tower. It doesn't move okay. with you if you move further away from the tower. Okay. But if I'm still just going up the tower, I feel like it's still there. Yes. Okay. Um, I think that's sufficient information to know that probably uh, Frizz is not in this space right now. Uh, so Mel's going to move away from the tower to, to avoid getting hit by the blast. Okay. And she's going to use her uh, sort of foresight power to see if she can get a sense of where um, Frizz is, if she can kind of reach out with the force and sort of feel if there's any um, any kind of obvious presence like she's felt before. Um, you don't feel an ominous presence, but the blast hits and strikes pretty much where you were standing. And while you're reaching out trying to find uh, this presence, uh, it is how can I say it? you f you feel something on your body that doesn't feel right okay um, she's going to dig a little bit deeper into that sensation what is you, it what does it feel like you feel like on your back around your shoulder blade something is not where it's supposed not something's not supposed to be there Okay, she's going to reach around and, and grab at it, see see what it is. You reach back there, and you feel like it's stuck to you know your your clothing armor that you've been wearing, and mm -hmm. it is kind of attached, but you're able to, you know, you put some more pressure behind it, and you pull it, and it's a electronical device. Okay. Uh, well, Mel's pretty confident that any electronic device that's attached to her at this stage is not something she opted for. Uh, so yes. she sort of like gently tosses into the air, draws her lightsaber and slices in half. Okay. Uh, the belt, the, the blast comes down right where you were as soon as you slice it open. Um, and the blast goes off and you've destroyed whatever device it was. All right. Uh, Mel's going to move at a bit of a brisk pace back toward the group, uh, remaining aware to see if she's got that sort of sense of the orbital environment again. Um, Presuming she doesn't, uh, she's going to mention the homing device to her team. Okay. You can tell them. I mean, y'all got comms between each other, so it's not a big deal. So they weren't using the dark side of the force. Or any side of the force. Or the east side of the force. I could have found that device. <laughs> I wasn't particularly interested in the orifice inspection process, but we found the device. We were able to remove it. Um, I don't know what to do at this stage. We're outmatched with this ship in orbit. Um, what, what was the plan here? Did you have some sort of orbital defense? Yes, and they took it out in five minutes. Okay, well, that's intimidating. Uh all of our capital, most of our capital ships were taken out by them early on. I don't know what's still up there. I would assume it's Gilboy's fighters. 
which I suspect are not a match for the Harbinger. On their own, no. Uh, my what priorities. What have people done in this situation? We have to board. I don't want to be the pessimist of the group here, but historically, in this situation, people have died. <laughs> I, I was suggesting: Are there legends about anyone who might? which might give us an idea of what people have done in the past to attempt something here. I, I, I know in historically people have died. That's pretty obvious. A time in history where near capable of planet destructive space stations <laughs> have invaded planets. I'm not sure this has ever happened before. <laughs> A little absurd to suggest that. <laughs> there, have been other, there have been other things that have happened the Sith have existed for a long time someone has to have come up against a Sith death weapon uh, okay I mean Mel is going to, uh, to as the most studied member of the group uh, consult her, her lore um, to see if she knows anything in terms of the Jedi history that she's studied or any of the books from her education in the Outer Rim uh, to just see if there's any kind of hints or clues of something that might uh, might resemble an approach to taking this sort of situation. Uh, at her disposal, she is a lone fighter and is against an impossibly powerful space station that attacks and destroys entire planetary populations. Um, what uh, what would the difficulty of this obscure knowledge be? Um, it is quite. Uh, I would say two purples and one red. We're gonna upgrade something on this. Uh, Mel's never heard of anything like that. <laughs> uh, the stories that you're heard, the, what you get back is get the hell off the planet. Um, get the hell away. Go. Um, you can try attacking, uh, the, uh, thing. There has been stories of a single fighter destroying, uh, a large, uh, planetary destructive ship before. Um, but most of the race is get the hell away, uh, come back, fight another day or goes ball crazy and just go deep into it and see what you can do. I mean, going, going, uh, going crazy, it seems to have worked for us in the past. We have two options for ships. We can attempt to board the Harbinger find a weakness from within or cut off the head of the snake and take it for ourselves. I, I like the second of those two options. We just have to get on it. Okay. Uh, we start leading an evacuation effort. Uh, Mel is going to reach out to the Knights of Udbanar um, over the, the sort of non-technological comm system they have. And she's going to, uh, to let them know that the, there's a mustering plan 
um, to, you know, try to collect all of the civilians and help people get off planet as quickly as possible. Okay. And tell, tell some of your finest that they have a mission. We should use. We should have more than one force user if we're trying to port this thing. More than one? You mean you don't need all of them? All of them. All of them would be great, but it seems like we're trying to direct them to more evacuating civilians. In, in, in um, the words of of Gary Oldman in Leon the Professional, everyone. <laughs> Okay. Um, Y'all make the call and you can tell that it's been sounded and people are starting to move and get out. Um, You can tell that ships are starting to fly off. Not all are doing exceptionally well, of course. Uh, But some are. Um, You know that uh, there are quite a few people that are still dying on the planet. It's just, they're starting to start bombarding more and more. Where are y'all going to go? We're going straight for the Harbinger. Okay. Uh, so, I'm going to get I assume we have access to both mine and Mel's ships. Yes. So we have enough for two parties. Yes. Yeah, Mel's definitely jumping into her ship. Uh, there is room for like one more person. Yes. But it's like it's a tiny fighter made out of plants. So. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, first of all, you're putting yourself in the vacuum of space, defended only by plants. old growth forest. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, there's only really room for her and one other. All right, pass on that. Taking my ship, um, getting gonna call the boys, see if they're still alive, and want to go uh, go uh, steal a the biggest ship in the galaxy. Okay, well, you can do that. You can find a ship. I mean, y'all had plenty, so it's not like you didn't have where you could get these guys off. Uh, so you can get and get up into the air. Whether you survive is a whole different story. Yeah, you, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it. All right. Okay. Um, Gil, who are you going to hang with? I'm going to go with Gareth because he has a larger ship. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah, I'm just right. going with Gareth. Just as a side note, I also sent a signal out to Gilboy letting him know our, that we're going to be entering orbit. Okay. All right. Y'all start getting in ships. Um, the orbital bombardment is still happening, but it's just now hitting in certain areas. Um, you can tell that it's striking certain buildings. Uh, places that it knew where y'all were. Um, the smaller ships are starting to get away by the larger ships uh, are having difficulty. They're being targeted a lot easier. 
Um, you do see some of your large frigates that y'all had are still trying to put up a good fight. Uh, they're fighting off some of the smaller ones. Nobody's really pretty much touching the Harbinger right now, though. They're just hitting all the other things that are around it. There is a ton of debris in, the, in space. ton of destroyed ships of all different types, good and bad. Um, you notice that the Gil bombs are nowhere to be found. Hoping they did their jobs. There'd be no reason for them to evacuate. They're not sentient. That you know of. That I know of. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, our, our plan is at this point pretty simple. I guess also you let Gilboy know that we're going to try to board the Harbinger. Uh, and then we're going to get on our ship, uh, get a crew, get get the boys, and uh, get on get on the space and uh, board. Okay. How much damage would one of those frigates do if it rammed the Harbinger? Mm. That depends. How far are you going to get in on it? I don't think it would do a lot. <laughs> you have a point. Uh, One to go it, fast enough to cause the problem, to cause it any problems anyway. Unless mm -hmm. it did something in a very, very, very specific spot, i.e. in side of one of the thrusters to prevent movement, or if there is a weakness with the main cabin, which I doubt, but... <laughs> Just directly into the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> or if they have any of the, uh, you know, bays open, possibly destroy a bay, not allowing vehicles to leave there. That wouldn't help very easily. I think we still just got to go to then. Make a choice. What are y'all going to do? I'm flying the ship. Woo, let's go. And I'm going to get us on that bigger ship. That bigger ship? Yeah. Is the Harbinger round? Yeah, no. wait, I, I don't know. What what am I imagining here? Is it uh, like, the Harbinger is not round. Uh, is it Diamond. It is not diamond. It is kind of <laughs> like they took a city and built a city and made it fly. Okay, so it's like Atlantis from Stargate Atlantis. Yes, very much so. That would be a, that'd be a good a good way to describe it. Okay, because this whole time I've been uh, imagining a, a Death Star without a focusing dish, just a big round orb. Yeah. It, it, it's sort of like the Atlantis uh, from Stargate Atlantis. That's but that, that's a good way to describe it. Okay. Okay. It looks a little bit like a black fortress. Yeah. Why is it going to be black? Because that's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you go All and right. you do that. 
You start flying up. Uh, Mel, you're going up there uh, just in your fighter by yourself, I'm guessing? No one else got in there? Yeah, no one else wants to be separated from the vacuum of space only by old growth forest. <laughs> that that is that has nothing to do with <laughs> the reasons Gand does not want to be in that ship. <laughs> Gand is like covered in technological items. Yeah, I mean, the ship important. doesn't dislike technology. It has no opinion on the subject. That we know of. Uh, yeah, so Mel's uh, trying to stay below the radar. Probably doing so pretty successfully, given that she doesn't have any metal in her ship. Yeah. Um, she's trying to uh, to fly close enough to the Harbinger's perimeter that she's outside of range of the capital ships, but possibly not in range to be uh, visually detected. Okay. Um, looking for an opening or a spot where she could land. You you did send out, you know, the, the retreat is what we're going to call it, but it's more like go get it type thing. Um, and you notice larger and smaller vessels. All the Knights of Obinar, uh, Udbinar are flying up. Um, you can see some of the, your frigates are starting to act a little bit different. They seem like they are all starting to turn towards the Harbinger and starts waylaying shots into it. Um, shots are being fired in. Uh, order bombardment has kind of stopped. Y'all are about halfway there, and you notice that the Harbinger has started targeting more frigates and started putting out fighters. Fighters have started coming out of the Harbinger. And moves to a turret. All right. I move to the other turret. Okay. <laughs> Gareth, you're uh, piloting, I guess. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, Mel, you're piloting. And you start coming up, and you notice that just it's just a swarm of fighters coming out all over the place. Um, shots being fired everywhere. It's mass chaos. Gareth, what are you going to do? And Malokia, what are you going to do? Because this is all on you two, whether you get there or not. Everything rides on you. I mean, uh... <laughs> well, it's not intimidating at all. Um, uh, well, I assume that the the fighters would have to come in in waves in order to like make sure how how like get pilots in, get them out of the bay, and then move more like ships up. Yeah, one big wave. What? Oh, just one. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> because so, the, all the bays opened up and everybody came out. Oh, great. So I like, guess it's just open season. Pick your pick. <laughs> Which door do you like the best, Gareth? Do you like door A or door B? Um, yeah, okay. Um, Jesus. Uh, it's mostly just going to be take evasive maneuvers. I don't care about taking out other fighters. I care about getting onto the big ship. Okay. Um, so just... Avoidance over, uh, and a, yeah, just avoidance over engaging. Okay. And just, you know, making sure that, like, most of my other, like, the other ships are engaging in combat, and then, which makes ways for us to get on. All right. Uh, any commands for the fleet? Uh, yeah. Just take care of the fighters. Um, keep attention on you. We're going to. 
try to cut this head off. Cut, get the head off the snake. Okay. Um. If you see a weakness in the Harbinger, exploit it. <laughs> shoot, shoot. Any way you can. Shoot, shoot, and more shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Mel, Plasma. what is your uh, objective? Um, Mel's looking for a way to uh, to board the Harbinger. Um, she's uh, she's looking to get in undetected, and she's trying to see if she can. She's assuming this is where Turk probably is, and like our approach to uh, to cut off the head, so to speak, she needs to stop what she views as the most threatening element of the Sith Revolution. Okay. Uh, you you do that. Um, y'all start flying up and start getting to where you're going. About halfway there, I'm going to need some pilot checks now. Uh-huh. Uh, what's the difficulty? Um, we're going with... Uh, give me one second. I want to look at something because I know there's some special stuff for piloting. Give me one second. Well, um, um, it's not going to go well. No. <laughs> you just realize what your piloting skill was? Uh, I Oh, I, I knew what my piloting skill was. It's too... <laughs> it's not very good. Uh, she's a thinker, not a not a flighter. It's like on a, on a flighter, but, and not important. I'm, I'm gonna. No, it, it makes. Back in. I got it. it. Don't don't give me any credit for that. That was terrible. It makes you feel better. I'm not either. Giving me any credit for it? Oh, I mean, I'm not a thinker or a flyer. Oh, fair, fair. Okay. It is three purple to begin with, mm. and two red due to the astounding problem that you're having with all of these fighters. And two red. And Maybe we can lower that by trying to clear a path with the turrets. It's up to you because now that you get there, you notice that there's a lot of debris. That is actually going to be hindering you in a larger ship. In a smaller ship, not as bad. Uh, Mel, you only get one red out of this. Um, because you notice that some of the debris is deactivated gill bombs. Oh, no. Deactivated. Why are they deactivated? They're supposed to blow up. Yep. Either there's an EMP <laughs> or Gil Boy's a traitor. <laughs> Or he's dead. Oh, <laughs> if Gil was a traitor, I think it means I'm a traitor. I'm sorry. It was it was three purple and one red. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, um, uh, fuck's sake! I just want to say, oh hey, that's hey, success. so is mine. <laughs> there are successes. It's <laughs> just also a lot of threat. There's a lot of threat. All right, so let's go to the threat meter of oh fucked um, for flying. Mel lands on the harbinger, but her ship doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> You're ejected, and it's just a slight. You're slammed into it. Um, it's like that landing at the beginning of uh, episode three, where they just 
destroy the ship. You're making it there because pretty much y'all are just doing it just to get there. You're not fighting. Um, But while you're there, you notice... um, Hold on. I want to look at something. Um, Malokia, your ship is starting to fall apart. (laughs) You you can tell that your ship is breaking (laughs) apart. Uh, It's still functional, but pieces are starting... Big chunks of stuff as laser blast and debris is starting to hit you. Uh, Gareth, you're making it all right, but you're taking, you're pretty much, your shields are down now. Ah, who needs those? All right, give me another piloting roll. Same difficulty. Uh, Gand is seeing all of the debris trying to uh, clear a path with the turret. Okay, give me some gunnery shots then. Oh, I want to help too. Give me some gunnery shots. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let them go before I roll the dice. Because <laughs> let me see gunnery. Depending on how easy, yeah, how much easier this makes it. Uh, how difficult of a gunny, gunnery truck check? Uh, it's standard difficulty. Yeah, I figured since we're just shooting whatever's in front of us. Space yeah. rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you fire off into space and you're like, nothing. Gilbot, you hit a few things, but it makes things crash into other things. Um, Blasters just going off. Y'all are just like, there's too much shit here. Does it change the difficulty of my check at all? No. All right. I'm going to make bad decisions. A double or nothing it. But they are decisions. <laughs> that means there's three red and two purple. Uh, <laughs> That's bad. That's really bad. Uh, I'm going to do the thing where I can reroll the positive dice. <laughs> it's, can you reroll the other dice? I yeah. can't. So, I can only a yellow and two green. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I can flip a point. I can flip a point to reroll the whole thing, right? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I'm going to do that. It gets I'm going to do now. that. I got all the fun. dark side points now. Don't screw this up. <laughs> as all of a sudden, you hear from back when the turret, don't screw this up, Gareth. <laughs> oh, wait. There it is. All right. Better. Better. Uh, I can reroll. I'm gonna reroll the green dice. That is just a advantage. Okay. It didn't help. Okay, no. so it's just three threat. So we didn't. So you don't fail. You don't succeed, and something bad happens. Yeah. Ironically, that's the better result. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so we are contending that this is better. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Um. Mel, did you roll? I didn't see yours. Uh, is that not the first roll? Is that not this one down here? Uh, no? Or is this a second piloting check? It's a second, second, second piloting check. Oh, oh, it can only be worse. <laughs> um, okay, so it's three purple and one red? Uh, two. Uh, no, you only got one red because you're a smaller ship. 
appropriate. Oh, huh. you succeed. I succeeded. Unexpected, but not unwelcome. Yeah, you, you're piloting, and all of a sudden, you're flying along, and you're like, yes, I'm going to make it. And all of a sudden, something slams into the back of you as your ship starts to kind of like skid to the side, kind of doing like a drifting maneuver as it's heading towards the uh, the Harbinger instead of going in a straight line. Uh, Gareth, you've got it, and you're like, we're going to get through. We're going to get through. And all of a sudden, you feel like this big shake as <laughs> part of your ship flies off and flies out away from you. A panel starts to fly away. A good chunk of the panel on the, the backside. Gareth, seal the bridge. On it. <laughs> Buttons. Flipping. Uh, all right. One last piling check. Let's see if you can get to it. Same thing. Mel and Gareth, give it to me. <laughs> Double or nothing again. It, mm, I'm going to re-roll the green one that's on the advantage again. <laughs> or do I? Uh, yeah. <gasps> Got it. All right. Mel, give me. Success. Oh. <laughs> We're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're sitting there flying in the spaceship. You y'all can see Mel's ship is kind of in a flat spin, kind of in a way. She takes it and kind of writes it up and gets it going. You fly in right next to her, and as soon as you do, a another ship slams in the back of your ship, Gareth, and hits her ship, and y'all fly into the hangar bay, crashing and scooting in. Yeah. <laughs> Basically Tokyo Drift. If you yeah, you, Tokyo Crash into it. <laughs> Just like that movie did at the box. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Woo. Um, but great. you hit in. You hit her ship. Her ship comes in and lands. Yours comes in. You thought you were trying to hit the um, the landing gear to try to come in for safe landing. You're like pushing buttons, and it's like as you know that things are not moving correctly, <laughs> and you both slam in and slide down the thing. And you look as you're sitting there, uh, Mel. You're just like bracing and trying to hold into it. Gareth, you're looking in, and you can see across the bay. There's other Sith and other. You know, fighters trying to move, and it just starts roll. Your your ship starts bouncing and skipping into them as it's coming in, <laughs> and slams across the back wall. Uh, Mel, yours comes in and slides on its side, scrapes across the ground, hits a couple of other ships, lands back down, and pretty much does like that little, you know, that that cartoon esque type of thing. It sits there for a second, and then just starts falling apart, chunks of it in in, in sides and front. Well, um, I'll shiver slightly, tries to avoid looking back, gathers herself, and heads into the bowels of the ship. Uh, I'm going to call the other ship that also made it in here, and as well as anyone on my ship, in addition to Gand and uh, Gilboy, or Gilbot, rather, just say, weapons hot, let's go, go, go. 
Dance, get on out. Already ahead of you. Hop, hop out of the shattered cockpit or whatever. Like the hole nearest to me that is the exit now. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Mel, you kind of leap out and get out of your ship, and you see your on the, your your friends that are ship is they're kind of piling out one of the side holes, not entrance exits, the holes that it was created. Um, and they start piling out. You see Gil, uh, Gareth, Gand, and a few other of the uh, ground crew that uh, Gareth is with the boys, per se. And the boys. And you start seeing, you know, blaster fire being shot off. You do see the um, entrance into, uh, past the hangar bay, into the ship not too far from y'all. All right, I'll shut to our group. And say, uh, priority number one, get Gilbot to a terminal so we can get an interior map of the Harbinger and we'll know where we're going from there. So find a terminal, secure it, get the droid there. Okay. They start heading off and start blaster firing away. Um, Mel, what are you doing? Um, I mean, Mel's trying to use the, uh, the moment, uh, the opening, to just sort of... Uh, dig deeper into the ship uh, to, to try to close the gap between her and wherever she feels Turk is going to be. Um, okay. It's a combination of just sort of logic, a uh, bit of deductive reasoning, and what she can feel with the force, but uh, she's going to try to opt for a stealthy approach. Okay. So no saber blazing, chopping through doors? No. Um, I mean, if she can't get through an opening, she'll, she'll bust it out if she needs to, but for the time being, she's She's pulling a, an old Ben in, uh, you know, episode four. She's she's looking to sneak her way to that final climax. Right, give me uh, give me some sneak rolls in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, difficulty? Standard difficulty? Standard right? difficulty. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's not an abject failure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you uh, you start sneaking off. Um, after a bit of blaster fire, y'all's team is able to get inside and you can find a terminal, no problem. It's not like these things are hidden or, you know, out in weird places. Um, and you find a terminal for Gil to uh, plug into. All right. Find us a map and then take us to the bridge. That sounds like an excellent plan. Let us know if there's any... Anything we can radio to the outside, a weakness we could exploit. All right. Um, follow Mel. So you're gonna you're gonna break off from the team and go with Mel. Yep. Okay. Mel, you start sneaking off, and all of a sudden you hear this the shuffle and hissing uh, of damn Gilbot of. Uh, I didn't add the difficulty, so I oh. rerolled. I don't know if that's gotcha. That's fine. Um, of Dan coming up behind you. Um, Mel glances back, gives Gand a, a slight nod, uh, knowing he's probably better at stealth than she is, even despite his apparatus. Uh, she just sort of allows him to uh, follow along. And nods back. The kind of knowing nod that this is our problem, not theirs. Okay. 
Um, okay, y'all head off. Uh, Gil, you start searching in this. This is huge. Um, it's taken a lot longer than you think. Uh, you will need one more roll. Gilbot searches for file titled, You Are Here. <laughs> okay. Uh, you start finding and getting a better layout of what's going on. Uh, you know that this is definitely a lot uh, of ship to go through, and it's taking you a long time to go through the files of the plans of this base. Um, you eventually do find... Uh, the plans where you believe the bridges um, and some chambers that might be very interesting to be in. As in chambers of uh, leaders of this vessel. Turk quarters, etc., etc. Um, I assume there's a way that I can transmit this information to Gareth and Gond. Uh, I'm, I'm yep. with you. Oh, then uh, I will do it uh, via verbally. Uh, okay. Here is all the information that you're seeking to acquire. Okay. It is very large, though. So, <clears throat> if... Uh, If I what? I'm just uh, I'm thinking of how to word this. Uh, so we know where like the Turk and Frizz's like quarters are, basically. You do. Okay. I mean, uh, they're not labeled Frizz and Turk quarters, but yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to. And then we know where like the bridge is, yes. like where we can. Okay. Yes. Um, I will. I guess ask. Gilbot to send the coordinates or the map or whatever to Gand and Valokia, however possible. And then if if she can lead me to the bridge, we we don't need to send that necessarily. Hi, hi, Capitan. So Malokia and Gand can know where. Turk and Frizz are, but we're still heading to the bridge. Right. You can head that way. So, uh, y'all are going to head to the bridge. Uh, what are you going to do with your boys? Oh, you they're boys? coming with me. Okay. They're going to come with you? Alright, mm -hmm. y'all head off to the bridge. Uh, Mel and Gan start... Uh, you get a message uh, and some information from... Uh, Gilbot saying this is where we think that they're quote unquote quarters maybe. Um I'll make sure she's in a quiet place. Okay. And then she uh she responds back. Thank you. We'll uh we'll make our move. Okay. And she plots out the um not necessarily the most direct route there, but maybe the most um the least likely to encounter, you know, other people route. Gotcha. Uh, and then she, uh, she starts heading that way as, as quickly as stealth will allow. Okay. All right. Um, y'all start heading out. 
You notice that there has actually been, you actually know that there are more people on this ship um, of your type than you thought. Uh, you start hearing battles coming up all around you. You start hearing um, saber clashing. You start hearing a lot of blaster fire. Um, and you can tell that like pretty much all hells broke loose on the ship. Um, pretty much everything has been, there has been definitely a good assault on the ship. Okay. Well, uh, saying a silent prayer to the, uh, the fellows of Udvinar, uh, Mel is going to double down her pace, um, for going stealth a little bit in the fake of, in the wake of such catastrophe going on around and take the opportunity to try to get to Turk and Frizz's uh, sector of the ship as quickly as possible. Which one are you going to go for first? Turk's ship. Okay. We're going for Turk first. Okay. Uh, Y'all start heading off. That was a question, not a... Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That's definitely where she's headed first. Okay. Um, Y'all head off in that direction. And... Uh, Gareth, y'all start heading off right there. Um, I think this is going to be a good point to stop to just pause it, uh, because this is going to be, a, a larger section of combat and dice rolling type thing that may go on for a lot longer than I would want us to be on here. I mean, we, we've been on for a little over an hour. Um, but I really think this is a good spot to stop, um, because this is where we're going to be doing some dice rolling and I'm going to have to flip back and forth between the, the pair. I wasn't expecting y'all to break off, but hey, that's kind of the point of GMing. Sorry, never split the party? Is that what you said? Yeah, never split the party, guys. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so let, let's go ahead and put it on a pause here. This is a good spot to do the pause uh, because it's right before everybody does anything uh, and gets in a lot of trouble. Also, we'll give y'all a chance to talk and um, figure out what you're going to do once you get there and stuff. Um, so... Uh, episode's going to be over. We will come back for another one, uh, which probably going to be our last one for Dawn of the Harbinger. Will the team survive? Who will live? Who will die? We'll find out next time. Spoilers, the next session is two minutes long. We all die. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't do that because we'd have to roll something first. Oh, yeah, you would roll. Yeah, you roll the force dice and see how many light dead points we get and, at the beginning. Yeah, and then Gonzo flips and then we all have... of the dark dice because we rolled four. Yep. <laughs>